welcome to the episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Join me today is Skullkid Scott. We are finally getting the entry in Odyssey. Finally! After so long, I've never actually seen anything about it. Sorry. Scott, we've been over this. If you want to be happy about something, you need to show emotion. I need to feel the passion. All right? I need to feel it. Not what that was. Like, I don't know what that was, but that was not an emotional response. To something Sounding like love. the casting directors I talked to. Jeez. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, podcast host, I think we can do better than this. Make it work. <laughs> make, make it work. And also here, I'm just kidding. No one else is here. We're only ourselves today, which makes no sense to me saying that out loud. Yes, it's just me and Scott. Will is still in Malaysia. Uh, Keith is AFK. Uh, and Tyler is MIA. Even though he seems to always pop up when we're talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Because he's now on board and fine with Chris Pratt, which is why he's excommunicado, ladies and gentlemen. All right. He could have redeemed himself tonight, but no. Maybe we should have told him that the main event would be the Mario Brothers movie and they might have shown up. Yeah, We right. could have done that, but then, you know, he might see through it. Let him. I'll just mute him and then go rant about Chris Pratt for 20 minutes. I don't care. <laughs> All right, but it, it's fine that we're just doing a two-man show again today because we're going to have a very unique show between the Nintendo Direct, we've got the Splatfest coming up, and then if we have time, we'll talk about the news. But first, it's time for some direct talk. Yes, at last, it's true, we got a Nintendo Direct, okay? But I mean, like, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut, you know... Just saying. Also, for all you people who said that we were going to get a Nintendo Direct in the first week of the month, you were wrong. We got it on the 8th, <laughs> which is the second week of the month. All right. So, yeah, you were off by one day. Shame. Shame. Ring the bell. Shame. So close. So close. And yet so, so far. <laughs> but yeah. So close, yet still wrong. But, but it was only off by a day. I don't care. You were wrong! But yes, we did get a Nintendo Direct. It was 40-ish minutes long, and it wasn't that bad. We'll, we'll discuss our full grade later on, obviously. But per usual, we are going to go step-by-step step with everything that was announced until we are done. So, getting started off with the title screen. Okay, I think they need to change this. All right, we need new graphics. I need the <laughs> Nintendo... I'm just kidding. We can't say Nintendo anymore. No. No. no, I'm just, I demand that the thing, that the direct sign actually looks like an arrow. What is this? It looks like a sticker that you had cut off at, at certain points to make it look creative. It's not creative, people. All right. Joking aside. Or am I joking? Who knows anymore? Uh, first up, and I was actually surprised at this, was Pikmin 4. And I was happy they started out with this because there was this big rumor going around that Pikmin 4 was actually going to release two weeks after uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know, like it was a retail rumor or whatever, and people were freaking out. I don't know if you saw this, Scott, but like legit, people were freaking out because they were thinking, oh my gosh, is Nintendo putting it behind Breath of uh, Dang it, Breath of the Wild. Uh, Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom, I, I, it's, still, it's still there. The other Zelda game. No. The other, <laughs> other, other Zelda game, yes. Um, are they, you know, pushing it right after because they know Tears of the Kingdom isn't going to be as good? Like, like, what does it mean? Thankfully, that rumor was false, as we'll get to. 
but we got a rather beautiful trailer for Pikmin 4. We get to see one of the new worlds. I'm assuming there's multiple worlds based on what they show in the trailer. Yeah, my, that's my guess. Yeah, because <laughs> well, we see we see the two of the characters run off after they they save the second one. So it it just it, it's implied. But yes, we see one of the worlds. It actually looks like a human world where we you know we we have a house, we have a backyard, you know, very earth like, and then we see the uh, Olimar wannabe. <laughs> you know, it's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm the host. But we uh. We get to see the Pikmin in all of their glory. It looks like it's going to be another fun little Pikmin adventure. But there are some fun twists in here, not the least of which are two different uh, new Pikmin that you can get, including the Ice Pikmin. Okay. Uh, what was the second one? There was, I thought there was two that they, they, they showed up. Maybe it was just the one. Uh, yeah, there's Ice Pikmin. And then we get a dog! <laughs> That was the one that got me it. <laughs> uh, yeah. We have a dog-like alien called Otachi. And if you're thinking, well, why, why do they need a dog named Otachi? Well, the Pikmin can ride on Otachi. Otachi can barrel through obstacles on his own. Uh, you can ride Otachi through the water, which Pikmin couldn't do originally. And you could use him to uh, help take down monsters. So that's going to be... And you know there's going to be at least one more new Pikmin. But, oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. So we get we see them in action. We see them against you know old and new enemies. We see them uh, doing some interesting platforming stu stuff, including apparently like, getting airlifted into space. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, and okay. Here, here's this, here's the spot I was talking about. We see Atachi and the Pikmin get put into the spaceship, and then the spaceship goes and flies off. So it appears that either they're going to go off world or to another part of the world. Who knows? Now at the ending. We get to see uh, one of the classic Pikmin enemies. I, I, the, the name escapes me. But go all red eyes? I wonder what that means. And like, I don't know. Yeah, they even do like the ominous music. Now, I would make a joke here about the Blood Red Moon, you know, to tie it into Tears of the Kingdom. But I don't think Ganon's going to show up. So maybe we're going to just get like a, 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 I don't know, like an aggression out of it, maybe? But they clearly showed it at the end, so that has to be something big. And then the uh, the release date will be July 21st, 2023. So far, far from <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. Gives you enough time to play Tears of the Kingdom before yeah. it comes out. <laughs> yeah, you have over two months, so if you can't beat it before Pikmin 4, that is not our problem. Also, that is officially, if I recall correctly, the only back half 2023 game we know about so far yeah i think so i mean we have like general like summer fall like later 2023 kind of thing but this is the only one that has a definitive release date so uh i know some people are gonna be happy about this i have never played a pikmin game i'm on the same boat act well i've played a single level of pikmin 2 but i don't really consider that as actually playing it <laughs> yeah. I, I i did the same thing there was a a, a meme going around on Twitter it was a checklist of these the video games you've played in your life, mm -hmm. and I had to think about some because I'm like I know I've played demos of them like you know when they used to have all the demos at the uh, supermarkets and such. Yep. But I was like, does that really count? <laughs> I mean, if I bought the game later because of the demo, like with Fire Emblem, that's one thing. But playing it once, like I think I maybe played a Pikmin level on a demo, maybe. 
but yeah. So Pikmin Four looks really it looks really good. They they definitely made it pop on the Switch, which is a good thing. And hopefully it'll be what fans are have been waiting for a long, long time. <laughs> like n- never forget in twenty fifteen they said that the game was almost done. <laughs> they were liars. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm pretty sure that it'll be eight years later at, once it re- releases. So 2015 to 2023 is how long it takes to be nearly done. Oh my gosh, what does that mean for like, you know, Starfield and GTA 6 and Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 4? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Square like... Enix, I know for sure, is already literally bad with that because they're already singing the praises of how 16 was almost done like three years ago. <laughs> and that was three years ago. Good point. <laughs> All right, next up. Now, this is interesting, and I could talk about this more with Scott because he at least understands part of what's going on. Uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 expansion pass. Yes, we get a uh, Wave 3 is coming out soon, and we are going to get a new hero in uh, Masha, who is a Lapidarist. It's like a what? It's a, it's a person who crafts things, okay? You'll yep. get to make special items through special ores, and you'll get, you know, boosts in your abilities. And then there is going to be a new uh, gauntlet challenge where you will pick one character, and you will have to go face enemies. If you win the battle, you'll get to pick another character and some other boosts to help you out, and then it'll build from there until you eventually reach the final boss and hopefully beat that. If you beat it, you will get some interesting outfits for you to enjoy. Because as we all know, you play these games for the outfits. Yep. It's for nothing else. Nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. And then the real reason you play. Volume 4. I keep saying wave, but yeah, it's technically a volume. But yeah, Volume (laughs) 4, we are going to get, as we all predicted, the story DLC. But it's probably not the story DLC you're expecting. Uh, not in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our multiverse of madness. <laughs> because we get adult Shulk, adult Rex, and I, I'm going to guess adult Noah. He says a weird line that makes me wonder if it is Noah. I'm pretty sure it's Noah. I'm but pretty it, sure it is, well, too. Well, he said he said it wasn't bad enough for you to kill Grandpa. Like, that's what Noah, or that person who seems to be Noah, says. Like, yeah. But Noah doesn't have a grandpa. That's the whole point. That we know of. That, 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 that <laughs> we know of. Yeah. But, yeah, we get to adult, adult Shulk, adult Rex, and adult Noah, seemingly. And they are all facing off against... Do you want to spoil it? I don't know. Do you want to spoil it? I mean, if you I, want to. <laughs> okay, it's Alvis. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> now, I had to be reminded of that because I couldn't really see them clearly. In, in well, it's, it's really hard to see the shot because it, he's like engulfed in like yes. fire kind of a deal. So. Yes. But yes, it's <laughs> Alvis, who is a very important part of uh, Zelda Chronicles 1. And as another person pointed out to me, the light we see them, we see Alvis in is the same light in the future connected epilogue that brought those fog beasts to Shulk's world. So. A lot of people have been wondering how was future connected, you know, teasing the future of the franchise. Now we know. But yes. And I do have to say, Rex has had one heck of an upgrade. Oh, yeah. 
Like, I honestly, I, it's impossible not to notice Shulk because of his voice and his very distinct look. But, and he barely looks like he's aged. And then you see Rex and he goes like, <laughs> here's a great reference for you. Ben 10,000 on us. All right. Yes. <laughs> it is a total Ben 10,000. And I, and I missed it. He has both Pyra and Mithra's Aegis blades. So I don't know where they are. They're not in the shot, but they're, those two are teaming up and then Noah will show up eventually. And I'm very curious about how this is all going to play out because Again, I can't spoil too much because I know you, I know. Have you beaten three yet? Not yet. Okay. So, uh, okay. You, but you're. Have you met the queen? Yes, I have met the queen. The, the, I the know. Queen. I know who it is. Okay. <laughs> we can spoil that part. I don't. Mind. Okay. So say her name. Nia. It's Nia. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we and we know Amelia's already there because she was she was referenced earlier. But yes. yes, the two queens of this world, of the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 world, are Melia and, and Nia. But there's a couple twists to go along with that. And I won't spoil that because no, Scott's not that far. But uh, and that, that is how it ties into the threes world. They're, they are all connected. It's just not in the way that you're expecting. And so I'm very curious, especially based on how the end of the game went. Uh, I want to know how they're all connecting. Because technically shulk does know rex because of the uh other dlc if you recall from uh number two where shulk and uh who's his girlfriend uh forget her name yeah yeah her, her <laughs> they both they both became blade so they technically know each other in canon but so i wonder how those two will connect and then how they'll connect with noah given what all happened but yeah so wave three is coming i believe in april and then uh so volume four is going to come later this year. There, yep. oh, sorry, sorry. Volume three is February fifteenth, so you got less than a week. And then volume four will be later this year. And oh boy, am I going to get volume four? <laughs> that definitely sounds interesting, but that just means I need to beat the game before volume four comes out. <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful because we still got to talk about the the uh, jaw dropping revelation at the end of number three, and it's definitely not one you're expecting. Okay. Yeah. Alright, next up was a game I know many people were excited, excited about. Samba de Amigo! Not really. Okay. I heard... Th this was it was weird. something. I mean, this was a Dreamcast game, I hear. And... It was certainly not one I remember. I can tell you that much. Yeah. I... I, yeah, I never had a Dreamcast. That was another one where, like, I played it at stores when they were around, but... No. You played the Sonic Adventure like one demo they kept showing at kiosks. <laughs> right, there you go. So, yeah. So that's the thing. And then we had Fashion Dreamer. Oh my gosh. That was an interesting one. Yeah, they went like over a minute on this thing. Like okay. Yeah. Really? Really, dog? Uh yeah, let's skip that. Okay, I know a lot there's a lot of Dead Cells fans out there. So this is actually really cool. There's a there's gonna be a return to Castlevania DLC. Which okay. actually is pretty cool. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, you'll be going to Castlevania. You'll be teaming up with uh, Richter Belmont and Alucard. Okay, first of all, Simon Belmont is better, just saying. Uh, and you will fight Dracula, and they are all in in death, in, uh, and they're all in Dead Cells styles. So it's really cool. And you'll get to wield the uh, Vampire Killer whip along with some of the more classic Castlevania weapons. Uh, this just shows how popular Dead Cells is, that they're like... Why don't we just do a uh, full tilt Castlevania DLC? Okay. I mean, if they can do it, might as well. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not like we're going to get a new Castlevania game anytime soon. Glare's a Konami. <laughs> hey, don't go off. It's their own bloody fault. It uh, is. So, I mean, I mean, especially now with all the incredible Metroidvania games, we know they have the technology to make this great and to make something like really impactful to the lore. They just don't. So, again, it's their fault. It is. It is. They need to do more. All right, and now for the Jared Leto pick of the day, Tron Identity. <laughs> that one was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wasn't did not see that coming. And it's it's a narrative title set on the grid. You can clearly see the references to Tron Legacy in terms of their looks. By the way, Tron Legacy was a great movie. Uh, yeah. Saw, saw it multiple times in theaters, and I bought the soundtrack at stores, which I never do with movies. Um, <laughs> I walked a mile to get – I did. I had to walk a mile to Target. Because I was at Chicago, I didn't have my car. Uh, that would do it. That would do it. But yeah, the, you you're gonna have it's a narrative game. You're, you know your choices are gonna matter. Uh, I I don't know. I want to like this, but I don't know. The idea of it just being a narrative title, like I, I'm used, I'm fine with narrative games. I I love them. I love visual novel titles. But this one feels like you should be doing like you know the the light cycle races or the the like a Tron Legacy where you had the the games. Yeah, I wasn't too impressed with this trailer, yeah. but I am happy that we're getting something Tron related. Yeah, that is true. I mean, at least someone's doing something. <laughs> but it's just like, and you could tell that they're doing like the whole like minimal animation through all of it, which yeah, you know, I, I, especially with the Tron visual style, it's meant to be visual, like really visual. So. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see. A ghost trick phantom detective. That's a thing, I suppose. I, I thought it looked interesting. I mean, not bad and interesting, but it's just like it's kind of a cool idea, but I'm not sure how it's going to be really, ex really executed that apart upon that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up was one of not one, not two, but three level five titles. Uh, Couple we actually haven't been hearing about a lot recently. It's Deca Police, and that one actually looks cool. <laughs> it, it, does seem, it does seem interesting. I mean, they they went full tilt on it. Based, long story short, you are a bunch of uh, police who are put into a, a virtual simulator, and naturally the simulator gets hacked, and you turn into like cats and such. And so you have to solve mysteries, fight crime, and try and get out of the virtual world or something like that. So. It does feel like once I saw it was level five, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a level five feel. <laughs> I mean, they have a style, and there's nothing wrong. Yeah, with that. yeah, they do. So yeah, but yeah, this it's coming in a uh, 2023 this year, so that's good to know. Uh, next up was uh, uh, Bayonetta Origins: Raising the Lost Demon. Now, ironically, just before the direct came out, there was a, a preview by IGN, and they got to test the game and see what it's like and there was all between that and this we learned a lot about the game uh for example you will control cheshire and bayonetta separately and according to ign you're actually going to control them through the different joy cons so one will be control cereza and the other will call Ch control cheshire and you'll need to use them in tandem both in combat which i'll get to and to solve puzzles so for example Bayonetta can use spells to make something pop up and then have Treasure's brute force eviscerate the obstacle. Or you can have Cheshire transform into the doll and Bayonetta can chuck him up to a platform he can't reach naturally and then he can move around freely. 
And then in combat, Bayonetta can't actually attack, which is, a, of course, a great divergence from the main series. And instead, she'll be doing, like, binding spells and stat boosts and debuffs uh, to help out Cheshire, who's going to be your tank, and just mow down everything. So it's, it's going to be a tactical game. It's going to be a puzzle-heavy game. And you're, you're really going to have to use these two very different characters in unison to get through everything. Yeah, I'm, I really enjoyed the, what we've been getting of the Bayonetta Origins, and it definitely looks like they're putting a lot of effort into this, which is nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that was another thing the preview said was that the game like really looks good on the Switch, especially with its very storybook stylization. Um, I'm just watching the trailer right now, and it's very it's very pretty, and the, the, the twist in the combat and how the, the story is going to look and go... It does seem very interesting, and we still got more to learn, obviously. But, uh, like for example, Cheshire is going to be getting new abilities. He's going to be changing like colors and such. So you guys are going to power up the demon, which is very different. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what it's all like when, once the game comes out on March seventeenth, which, as we noted last week, will now be all about Bayonetta Origins because Jedi Survivor got delayed. <laughs> yep. Okay. It was scared. No. <laughs> yeah. It 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 knew it couldn't survive her. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Okay. All right. Next up, I I I know this is gonna be slightly controversial, and I I do mean that. Uh, I think this is this was one of the more divisive elements of the uh, Nintendo Direct. Let's talk about the Splatoon Three expansion pass. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, to their credit, Nintendo let us know ahead of time we were going to get DLC. Perfectly fine. I love the Octo expansion on Splatoon 2. We know this game w is has sold well. To, again, uh, as we'll detail probably a little later, it's at 10 million copies right now, which is very impressive. So, DLC was inevitable. Question was what we would get. Yep. Well, well, we got what we expected, and then one thing that probably shouldn't be DLC... Uh, wave one of the DLC, which will be coming this spring, is going to take you back to Inkopolis. Yep. Yay! We are going right back to where it all began. You're <laughs> going to go back. You're going to get to see all the shops that you used to shop at with some old and new faces. Callie and Marie will be there if you if you want to uh, be there for the Splatfest, which, remember, there's one this weekend, and so on and so forth. Everything that you can do in the in the Splatlands in Splatoon Three is available to you back in Inkopolis. It just it just had a glow up, and there's going to be obviously Callie and Marie versus Deep Cut and all that, and that's it. <laughs> like you're literally paying to go back to where you were before, even though there's literally no extra functionality there. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, look, here's why here's why I think this is divisive. DLC, especially expansion pass DLC, like another expansion, like like Xenoblade, you know, they they gave you new heroes, new uh like the, the Arc Sage Gauntlets and now the story DLC. While I get to wave 2 cuz that's obviously a much better thing. This is supposed to be like our first taste of DLC, like something that you want to get. They're pulling the Hollywood idea of, hey, let's just bank on nostalgia and make people pay to go back to Inkopolis. Yeah. Now, if there was something else we could do in Inkopolis, like like uh, 
do a, a new mission with Callie and Marie. Fine. Love it. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. But it's not. I was waiting for the twist. Like, you know, everything you do in the Splatlands, you could do here in Inkopolis, like Table Turf and Salmon Run and everything. Like, okay. And, like, and there was nothing. It's just you're going back to Inkopolis. You're just going to go there. You, it's it's your nostalgia trip. This is your nostalgia. Enjoy it. I no, that's not how it works, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. So again, I, I for me that was divisive. This this should just been an update. Like this could have been like the next chill season. You know, like springtime in Inkopolis. There you go. It's free DLC. You, you or free update. You you go to Inkopolis. You have some fun, and then you would go on to Wave Two. Which is the wait for it side order? <laughs> yeah, uh, you're gonna play as a new Octarian. You're gonna be in a completely different land, which is like whitewashed to high heaven. Okay, and they hint that there is gonna be some deep connections to Deep Cut. I don't know what, but they I we might get the origins of a Marina. Which would be cool. I mean, we, oh. they, they hinted at it in Splatoon 2, obviously, but this might be something more than that. We shall see. Yeah, we'll see what we get with this DLC. But I'm not too I like. I probably won't care enough about the DLC for Splatoon. Not nearly as much as say like Fire Emblem or Xenoblade. Yeah, which we're, we're going to. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's this is so divisive because they, they focus more on Inkopolis than the side order. And the side order is, is easily the better part of the expansion pass. And they don't even mention how much the expansion pass is going to cost. So even if it's like, say 40 bucks, which if I recall correctly, Octo expansion was 25. And let me, let me, ask, uh, let me just look. I don't remember. I don't, I didn't, well, I never bought it. So ouch. <laughs> ouch. I don't buy expansion passes very often. Here we go. Also, expansion price, yeah. Uh, it was twenty bucks. So yeah, so even if it's, I I I have no doubt it's probably gonna be more than twenty bucks. But yeah, if it if it's more than twenty bucks, then like you're paying extra just to go back to a place that you don't need to go to to enjoy the game. It's literally your nostalgia pull. I don't like that. I mean, yeah, there's a different kind of nostalgia, which is fine, which I'll get to soon. But this is just, hey, what? go back to Ingopolis and pay us to do it. Why? <laughs> All right, next up, Disney Illusion Island. So this one is a tricky one for me because gameplay-wise, it looks a lot of fun. Like this, yes. this screams the Disney version of uh, Rain Man Legends, which was an, uh, which was an awesome game. I can't get over the visual style. <laughs> like, and for all of you who are wondering, yes, I know that there is a Mickey cartoon out there right now that has these character models. I don't care. Doesn't mean it's a good art style. Yeah, look, look, I'm looking at Donald, and I can barely tell that's Donald at points. Like, his head is the only thing that feels right. He's got really, like, skimpy arms. His shirt doesn't look right to me. Uh, even the hat feels off. And if it wasn't for, like, his trademark scowl, I wouldn't think that's him. And Go Goofy's fine. Mickey and Minnie are okay, minus maybe the eyes. You know, <laughs> it, it screams, and this is like just a big problem with the animation industry. They go for the cheaper animation so that they don't have to spend as much. We mm -hmm. see all the time. Looking at you, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So 
I mean, again, gameplay-wise, it looks fine. I mean, it's going to be a four-person co-op adventure. You're going to have a lot of fun. You know, use all the characters. They all have special abilities and whatnot. It look, it looks, and in the within the style, it looks fine. But I just don't like this visual style. <laughs> I think that's fine. I mean, I I'm not the most keen on the visual style, but I think it does look almost better the farther you go back, yeah. kind of a deal. Yeah, but isn't that sad? Like, it yeah. looks better when it's far away. <laughs> So, again, if you if you are a big Disney fan, or you like this, is, I think this would be a perfect kids game. You know. Yes, absolutely. Since, Mar since Mario's not around, <laughs> we don't have a good two D platformer like this. No. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if if this is seems like something for you, I mean, the game overall the game looks pretty. It's just I don't like the character models. Yep. So if this seems like something you want to play, have at it, have fun. You know, go 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 co op with your friends, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Disney Illusion Island will arrive on July 28th, so you can have you have a week to play Pikmin, and, <laughs> and you can play this game. Uh, also, my Pikmin 4 statement still stands because this is intentionally multi-platform, to my knowledge. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a Switch exclusive. Yeah. There were some console-first exclusives. Yeah, which really surprised me with some of these, but whatever. All right, next up, proper expansion pass content. Outside of Xenoblade, obviously that was great stuff. <laughs> Seriously, how did Rex get so buff? All right, I, I have no idea, I... but it was probably plenty of juice. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> juice, you say? <laughs> mm. Okay, then I'm gonna let that go because I could make a joke here, but that would technically be a spoiler. So, uh, with Fire Emblem Engage, we have gotten the announcements of Waves Two through Four, and Wave Two is available right now. Yep. So if you haven't had a chance to go get it, do so now. Because if you do, you will get not one, not two, but three Unidos Trace. New emblems to enjoy. Number one, Hector. Yeah! Yes. Yes! Okay, <laughs> I know you weren't here for this, but Hector is legit my pick for a future Fire Emblem character in Smash Brothers. Okay. I don't want it to be Alier. Okay? No, and... because we don't need another sword user. Exactly! <laughs> And here's the thing, Hector, by nature, is a heavyweight. Yes. So he has an axe, he has the heavy armor, you make him slow, you, you give him arm mods, and you, you just let him, you know, cut loose. Boom. Yes. New character, diversification, we don't need another Echo, sorry Lucina, or Kron. <laughs> and, you know, we, do, we don't need him. So give us Hector, or give us death. But preferably not death by Hector, because, you know, how he dies. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> ouch. Foreshadowing. So yeah, we get Hector who will boost your strength and give you epic combo moves. And yes, he real dar mods. Uh the, the one of the surprises is we get Soren. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Soren at I all. Definitely was not <laughs> expecting Soren. Him and another one were definitely the big surprises. Uh yes, he is the emblem of Acumen, which means he's a dick. Uh <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. I'm not going to. There you go. <laughs> he is loyal to Ike and Ike alone, which is not a bad way to live, but still. Um, also, for all of you who ship Ike and Soren, just stop. <laughs> no. Uh, Ike and Alencia forever. S screw you, Joffrey. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've always felt that way, especially at, at the, with the ending to uh, Path of Radiance, where they had that really tender moment. I'm like, oh, they're going to be together. No, they're not. Anyway. And then you're going to get Camilla because of course. Not a surprise at all. <laughs> of course he's in the game. I do want to point one thing out. 
I disagree that she's the emblem of Revelation. Yeah, I wouldn't go with that either. That that should be, a, a, if she was in the game, that should be Azura. Yep. Because that's where we find out her true origins. Camilla should honestly be the emblem of Conquest, because that was the Nor game. Yep. So, I, I don't know why they did that. I mean, po I guess possibly this is, I mean, I guess this is only one expansion pass. This is the last character from the Fates games we're getting, but yeah. I don't know. So, uh, if you get, oh yeah, sorry, with Soren, you get a bunch of magic attacks that you can do uh, widespread stuff on. And then with Camilla, she can strike the ground and do a bunch of elemental damage onto onto enemies. Yep. Next Fun strategy. Yeah, strategy. <laughs> and it's Camilla, so, you know, she's like, required to be in the game because of how much fans love her for reasons that i don't know i i i, I have no idea why yeah. camilla is such a fan favorite in the fire emblem I mean, franchise i mean i'm sure there's a reason or two <laughs> you know two, two big reasons two big possible ones yeah there. <laughs> i don't know so okay here, here's legit when when the fire emblem fates trailer came out like the very first one and they showed camilla my friend Blaine uh, messaged me that trailer, and he goes, "You know, she's like barely wearing armor and like showing her underwear, right?" I'm like, "Yes, the fans are gonna love her." <laughs> That's gonna sell this expansion pass. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like the actual game. Oh yeah, like the original 3DS title, like when they show her with her arms open wide walking to you and everything. I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that was." Uh... And hey, that game sold. The game sold. <laughs> anyway, uh, it did. It sold a lot. It did. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so Wave 3. So that was Wave 2. Wave 2 is out right now. Wave 3, we're going to get uh, the tandem duo of Crom and Robin. Because, of course, they're together. Of course. In all kinds of weather. <laughs> and they'll be able to unleash magical and sword attacks on enemies. And I'm sure they'll give Lucina a hard time. You know, because that's what loved ones and family does. Obviously. And, obviously. And then the other big surprise, Veronica! That one was surprising. I, I thought that was a great surprise because I and you and so many others were like, this is basically the console version of Fire Emblem Heroes. Yes, and, absolutely. <laughs> and here you go. We have the Emblem of Heroes, which I like that name. And, oh, but she's not the summoner. Shut up. Doesn't matter. In, in, this, in this case, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> and I technically note that they, other characters can summon things. It's just not as lively as the one that the summoner does. So Okay, so that's canon. Yep. But with her, you will be able to summon other characters. It's not fully stated how, because like they, all they show is Ike getting summoned at five star, of course. But, <laughs> I but, do appreciate them having that animation in it. <laughs> yeah. I, but again, I'm really, I'm not sure how that works. Are you just gonna have like, I'm, I'm assuming it's a random summon. Like you'll just summon one of the other. Heroes. Yeah, my guess is that's RNG. Yeah, and then but. Like, will they just be an individual unit that you can just command? How will that work? I'm very curious. I hope they explain that a little bit more. Yep. And then uh, to unlock all these, you'll have to do brand new map. Sorry, maps to uh, unlock them. So don't just go. I, I know you've done this with uh, Tiki and the uh, Three Houses crew. Yep. So w were they tough maps? Were they just fun? Like, what did you um, Tiki was just really fun. But I think it's just because you get a series of objectives on Tiki's. I've also I've played through actually uh, Camilla's and Hector's now. Oh, I didn't know that. And Camilla's is basically things are always on fire, so you have to just keep running. <laughs> <laughs> I 
in order to get to her. Mm. Um, Hector's was kind of more straightforward, but that kind of makes sense for him. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm really debating whether I want to make a joke about Camilla right now. Um, <laughs> Everything on fire. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I guess she likes it hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, much like with Xenoblade, we got the uh, Wave 4 tease for the new story we're going to get. Also, can we just note that both Xenoblade and Fire Emblem Engage both had their story DLC on Wave 4? Like, I don't know if that was planned or just fell into place, but that's rather <laughs> hilarious. And it is the Fel Xenologue, where we are going to get meet brand new characters who will be who will ask Alier to help them uh, stop a new evil. And what is really curious here is he says, then who is it that's putting your world in danger now? Your world in danger. Yep. So does that mean they're not in Lithos? I mean, possibly. Because they didn't say, you know, your your nation, your your region. They he said, this is male earlier. Uh, then who is it? Who is it that's putting your world in danger now? So that's really interesting wording. So, and then we see a tease of the of one of the bad guys. And have you beaten the main game? Not yet. I'm on chapter sixteen now, though. You're getting there. You're getting there. All right. Well. Small spoiler. At the end of the game, they tease a threat. Okay, a threat beyond Sombron. Yeah. And many have been wondering, is this a future entry enemy, or is this what we're going to get in the Felzenalog? I feel, now that I'm looking at this, it's going to be for the Felzenalog, but I really don't know. So, we, we shall see. <laughs> Alright, uh, but yeah, it looks good, it's going to be lots of fun. So yeah, Wave 2 is available now, so just, so just like a Scott, go and enjoy that. Wave three and four will come later this year. So go and en- go just go get the game. It's a really good game. Alright, next up is Harmony Fall of Reverie. Now, this was an interesting one because I like the I like the visual style here. The mix yes. of like the cutscenes, which actually kind of feels like a Hades kind of look a little bit. It definitely does. Yeah. But it's, it's to be clear, it's not super massive. Alright. No. But you're going to be in this uh, future world that ties into a world of gods, and you'll be able to change fate by siding with one of the gods and choosing a certain destiny. So definitely a game that you're going to want multiple run-throughs with. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, now that game is coming out in June, so that is one of the console exclusive firsts for Nintendo Switch. So yep. get ready for that. <laughs> All right, next up is a game that I am eagerly looking forward to because we are only two weeks away from it at the time of this recording. It is Octopath Traveler 2! Hooray! Hooray! Yes. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is that we technically didn't learn any new information in terms of the trailer, although we did get a really nice uh, new trailer to go alongside the thing I'm about to talk about, which is there is a demo available. Demo! Right yeah. A demo <laughs> right now for Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, you'll be able to play the first few hours of the game, and then you'll tra- you'll be able to transfer your data into the main game when it's time. So not unlike what they did with Triangle Strategy or the original Octopath Traveler. So uh, go get that now. And then we have a I ha- I wrote a post about the new trailer where it highlights all eight heroes and some of the fun you're gonna have. Uh, there's already been a bunch of previews because people just can't help themselves. Uh, duh. duh. <laughs> Yeah, apparently someone played 10 hours in the demo, which means they I have no doubt they made multiple save files and just did a different character every time. Most likely. Most likely. 
Uh, Unless they really wanted to grind. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this. I will not, not be playing the demo for the simple reason that I just want to enjoy the game in one burst. Uh, I didn't play the... Actually, I did play... No, I played the first demo for Triangle Strategy, but that was, you know... That was way before, like, the demo that was for the prologue, basically. Exactly. And that one was, like, they, they had you do, like, Chapter 5, so it, it, yeah. it was fine doing that, and we obviously it helped things out. But I won't be playing this. I, I just want to enjoy it when it comes out in two weeks. So, But if you want to enjoy it, you know, get a little teaser of what's to come. Go ahead. It's free on the Nintendo eShop. Or, I don't know. Is it on PlayStation? I don't know. I don't know if the demo is, actually. I haven't I, looked. I know, I know it wouldn't be on Steam. No, Steam, Steam hardly gets demos. Yeah, Steam <laughs> hardly gets demos. See, that's something I have to keep reminding myself, is that Octopath Travel 2 is not a Nintendo Switch exclusive. You know, not it's because it. the first one was a console exclusive for a time. And it did well. <laughs> And then it went to PC, and then Triangle Strategy was console exclusive, and then it wasn't. So, well, I think that one only went to PC, but still. Uh, I can understand Square Enix wanted to broaden it because of how well it did the first time. So, yeah. Yeah, demo is available right now. Go try it out if you want, and then it comes out on the 24th, and I can't wait. No, really, like, I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have We Love Katamari. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now here's the full title. It's We Love Katamari Reroll Plus Royal Reverie, which means we've had two games in this in this direct that have reverie in the title. That is that is a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Uh, got a do finish words moment going on with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, timing is everything. But seriously, what the heck? <laughs> No, like I have never played Katamari Damachi or any of its things. I know it's one of them like cult classic games because it's just so silly and irreverent. You know, we're literally rolling a ball to make stars in the sky because of a bender that went wrong. Oh, you think I'm joking? No, that is the actual plot. <laughs> all right, the king of the cosmos had a bender or something like that, and he accidentally destroyed all the stars, so he charges you, his son, with getting enough mass to make stars okay okay <laughs> sometimes sometimes things are just weird it's just the way it is uh sea of stars was next i know a lot of people are interested in this one because it has like a really deep combat system it has a really stylish look it has a very famous direct or a sound director behind it so yeah, I've actually been following uh, some of the development of Sea of Stars, and it's really interesting. Yeah. But uh, I was actually surprised that it actually showed up in the direct, though. I think it showed up in the in the last year's direct. Don't yeah. I think it did, yeah. which is why I'm surprised it showed up again. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, they don't show up twice. Well, I mean, it depends <laughs> on the like release date and all that. Yeah. Okay, Omega Strikers. We could skip that. And then there's this weird thing called what is this? Etrian Odyssey Origins question. Etrian Odyssey. That, mean, that means nothing. There is no one here that wants to talk about this, so we're just gonna move on. Okay, okay, fine. You can have it's, your time. Have your time to spotlight, Scott. Okay, so we're finally getting. Oh, I think it's like a more of a like a bunch of port remasters of the first three games of the Etrian Odyssey. And not only that, but they also apparently are showing some DLC on the Atlas page where you're getting some of the characters from Persona in it to be in it, which I think is actually really cool. 
And go on. I'm not talking about this. This is your segment. So go yes. on. Yes. So Etrian Odyssey is one of those um, old style-esque RPGs, which any of the people who know me know that I am all about that life. You have a lot of characters. You have basic combat. But, the, of course, because as Atlas, it usually has a really robust kind of a story. So I'm really happy that we're getting it. Etrian Odyssey 4 was when it kind of became popular. And so we're finally getting the first three games to be on modern platforms. So it's similar to like how Persona 5 mainstreamed Persona and no one cared about anything before it. But then we finally got stuff before it on modern consoles. It's the same deal with Etrian Odyssey, where Etrian Odyssey 4 was the one that got it popularized. And now we're getting the first three to actually help people understand the beginnings of the series. So I'm happy that this is coming, making a comeback. And I want to see more kind of obscure games that either got popularized or something that have a comeback. And then we get to see more of like the beginnings of the games. Similar to like, I don't know, Fire Emblem. I want to see more of the old games of those ones coming back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, we did not get a Genealogy of the Holy War remaster. We did not. We did not. Why? I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm losing hope. <laughs> I, is this, is this what Keith feels like with F Zero, which we also did not get this year, <laughs> or this, this direct? My, my, my pick is still valid. We have time. We're gonna get at least two more directs it's this year. Still the beginning. There's still, still a chance. We still have a lot more months of the year. <laughs> There's still a chance. <laughs> All right. Do you feel good now? Do you, are you happy you got to talk about your Etrian? Yeah. But also, yeah. yes. Go for the DLC because we get yeah. characters from uh, other Atlas characters in Etrian Odyssey, which yeah. were not actually in the game before. All right. This next game goes out to our dear Tellius Tyler because we're talking about Advance Wars. <laughs> because, yes, as many of us suspected, they are indeed going to release the game. In fact, they're releasing it almost a year to the day that it was supposed to come out. It's going to come out on April 21st. And to quote Tyler Kelbaugh, who you can you can find at Tyler Kelbaugh 94 on Twitter, quote, did I miss the war in Ukraine ending? <laughs> a, too soon. B, stop it. Okay, look. It was supposed to come out in beginning of April before Nintendo Switch Sports. But then the war in Ukraine happened at the end of March. Nintendo felt it would be wrong to release a war game like this, as cutesy as it is, during a time when, you know, there is a major war going on. So they indefinitely suspended it, its release. I can understand why now they're releasing it, because there is no end in sight with this war. And I, and I don't mean that as a pessimist. I mean that as a guy who knows who are on both sides. Ukraine will not give up, nor should they. And Russia is also not going to give up, which they should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, oh, I wanted to make a Russian joke, but it just sounds inappropriate now. Um, but with, with who is in charge in Russia and the, the resources they've already dumped into this, they're not going to stop. So... For Nintendo, there's no real reason to keep delaying. And so it they probably won't promote it as much as some of their other games, but it's I it's fine for them to release it now, I feel. So and there were many like Tyler who didn't think it should get delayed in the first place. 
that's his opinion. This is also a guy who says that Chris Pratt is a good Mario. So, you know, take, <laughs> it, take it with a grain of salt. So many gosh dang grains of salt. But yes, April 21st, Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. Should be fun. A total remake of the games from before. I am definitely going to get this. In fact, I actually still have the request rights because I requested it in 2022. <laughs> no, actually, take that back. I requested it in 2021. Because remember, you requested it during the announcement. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to come out in December, got delayed to April, and then it got delayed to April. <laughs> April delayed April. <laughs> it's time travel. It makes sense. <laughs> All right, next up, we have uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Now, if you recall a previous uh, news story we did, it seemed like there was going to be new epilogue content featuring Magalore, the uh, dimensional traveler that Kirby meets in the game. Sure enough, it is. We are going to get a uh, Magalore epilogue, the interdimensional traveler. And in it, an accident has caused Magalore to be stripped of his powers. So you are left with a pitiful jump and a very simple ability to break blocks. To regain power, you must destroy blocks and enemies and collect, uh, what they say it was, like tears or, or drop energy drops or something like that. Yeah, and, I think it's drops or something. Yeah, anyway. You, you collect these things and you'll be able to unlock Magalore's powers. And this will eventually make you into the unstoppable dimensional traveler that you always dreamed of being. <laughs> Minus the TARDIS. Um, so there's going to be 20 levels in this epilogue story, which is actually rather robust, I think. And, yeah. Uh, so go and enjoy that. And then there is a demo available for the game right now. There was a lot of demos released thanks to this direct, but there is another <laughs> one. So... Yeah, good time. And then uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe comes out on February 24th, which I will not be getting because I'm playing Octopath Traveler. I want to, I want a new game. I don't want a port. <laughs> hey, Nintendo, you should totally not make any more ports, especially for an online service. That would be stupid. <laughs> How dare you even think that's an... Oh, crap, they're doing that. Whoops. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. When they said that we have a, an update for the Nintendo Switch online service, I literally went, oh, crap. Because <laughs> I knew they were going to take forever with this. And I was right. Yeah. So, however, I will give them credit. They are bringing the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games to the Nintendo Switch online service. Some will be available freely to just Nintendo Switch online users, and some of them will only be available to uh, those who have the expansion pack. So, be warned. Now, some yep. of the games you will get include Tetris, the OG Tetris, the the real... best Tetris. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Honestly, I I would put Tetris ninety nine really close, and I know that a lot of people love Tetris Effect, but this is the OG. This is literally the start. This was the game that came with the Game Boy. Yep. <laughs> like that's history, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason why Tetris is one was the best selling video game of all time until minecraft another minecraft reason... decided to explode yeah an another reason to hate minecraft <laughs> steven smash brothers and it defeated tetris um another other game we'll get from the game of color era is uh, legend of zelda link's awakening dx i find it's a curious pick because we have the switch game which is like yeah. better <laughs> it, it was it's interesting to me that they would release like an OG game that they already have like a remake of. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just nostalgia again. Maybe. Maybe. 
Also, we have the Game of Watch gallery, which honestly does not look good, but whatever. Uh, it's Game of Watch, so we expect it. it, it yeah, it's nothing too robust. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alone in the Dark, A New Nightmare. Uh, here's another one that's weird. Metroid 2 Return of Samus, which, if you recall, had the 3DS remake. Yep. So, you know, make it that what you will. Wario Land 3. That's something. That is absolutely something you should try. You should have fun with, because, you know, Wario deserves more respect. Uh, the original Kirby's Dreamland. Oh my gosh, this game. Uh, I was having super nostalgia flashbacks. Like, this was my game that I loved to play on my Game Boy. Loved it. Every time. Did, did not matter how many. I beat that at least 20, 30 times. It was awesome. So, uh, an interesting twist with the Game Boy titles, you actually will have three different color palettes to use. You can have the the original... Oh, how, how do they say this? Okay, the Game Boy Pocket, regular Game Boy, and the Game Boy Color color schemes. So, have fun. And then there are obviously <laughs> there are going to be more games coming out uh, on that. For example, there is going to be Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons. Fantastic games. If you've never played them, go get them. The uh, Pokemon trading card game, which has a very interesting place uh, in my life. Of all the Pokemon games, they had to go with that one. <laughs> I don't mind. This game was legit. All right, I played this more than I played the actual Pokemon trading card game. Ow. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Well, that I mean... was because I needed like you know, friends. And... <laughs> Did it actually play with people? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and my friends weren't exactly the nicest when it came to the card game. Like, it, it's complicated. Um, but then for the Game Boy Advance titles, you're gonna get games like the Minish Cap. You're going to get access to Golden Sun. I was uh, so excited to see Golden Sun had some show yeah. in there. Because we aren't getting a remake of that. Either. Um, don't make me lose hope. <laughs> uh, don't, don't give me hope, period. <laughs> okay, can we talk about this? Kuru, 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 Kuru. Who asked for that game? I have no idea. I've never, never heard, heard of this, this game. game. <laughs> uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit. Uh... Oh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga? No, that was a game. That's a good one. I did not beat that game because that, that was another title to uh, echo our uh, conversation before the <laughs> uh, podcast of you needed to be a certain level to beat a boss. I, got, I yeah. kept losing on one of the Koopa Links because I couldn't beat them in time. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Oh, you needed to boost up your combo attacks. You didn't tell me that! <laughs> yes. uh, so, more Nintendo... Uh, Yes, right. Game Boy Advance games, including Metroid Fusion, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, the uh, okay, it's not the original Fire Emblem, but the game Fire Emblem, which is Blazing Sword, yeah, uh, is coming. Okay, does this technically count? We are getting F Zero Maximum Velocity, <laughs> so we did get an F Zero announcement. <laughs> just just, just shuffled behind a bunch of other yeah Game okay, Boy hold stuff. On. <laughs> hold on, I'm going. I'm looking up my Nintendo draft piece. What did I say? Okay. In my okay, I wrote this down. I said F zero announcement. I did not say new game. <laughs> Does that mean I technically win? I I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't count that. Uh, Will, <laughs> Will Will would definitely not abide. <laughs> if Tyler ever comes back, he wouldn't abide either. He's like, come on, Todd. You know you meant a new game. Fine. <laughs> and then the original uh, Golden Sun title will be coming as well eventually to the Nintendo Switch Online. Some of these games are available right now. So go and check it out. All right. Next up was easily one of the big surprises for multiple reasons. Ladies and gentlemen, after years of saying it was coming, we are actually getting Metroid Prime Remastered. Finally. Oh, my gosh. Can we just, can we just, I want to pause right here. 
you we, we've talked about rumors on the show like all the gosh dang time because they just yes. keep happening. But there's tons of rumors all the time. All the time. <laughs> and one of the biggest ones for freaking years was that the Metroid Prime trilogy trilogy was getting a remaster. It was going to come, you know, in the holiday season. It was going to come during the summer. It was going to come to be ready for Metroid Prime 4, which we did not hear about in this direct. No, um, we did not. We did not. <laughs> it's been how many years? It doesn't matter. Um, it's been 84 years. <laughs> uh, but we did get a remaster of the first game, which is arguably the best. Which is uh, No, it is the best. It is the best. It, it is the best one. I mean, 3 was great. And it did, you know, push some things like with the voice acting, but um, no, Metroid Prime original was the best. But yes, we are getting the remaster. It looks good. Uh, <laughs> it looks very tight on the Switch graphics, which, you know, the GameCube was fine, but it was the GameCube. This is, you know, HD, super high resolution, at least for the Switch. So we are we are getting uh, Metroid Prime remastered. And by getting, we, uh, yeah, it's already that. there. Yeah. <laughs> This was a big... They shadow dropped the freaking they... game. They shadow dropped it. Like my god. <laughs> uh, like Nintendo is okay. There have been plenty of shadow drops in Nintendo Direct history, but usually it's with I don't want to say inconsequential games, but games that you don't need to play per se. That that, that sounds to me. Um, they're not the ones like you're hyped for. Let's let's go with that. No, they're definitely not the ones that usually you get hyped for. Yeah, it's like oh this. <laughs> innovative third-party switch game is available right now i'm like okay that's interesting that's cool you know it's something to play today if you wanted this is just like oh yeah this is this highly anticipated remaster that has been predicted for years incorrectly and now it's out today digitally <laughs> keyword have fun with that <laughs> digitally because if you want the, the the physical version you have to wait until the 22nd which isn't that long that's not bad actually it's not yeah bad, but it's like this is seriously one of the most anticipated and requested ports slash remasters ever. And we're, we got Shadow Drop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that was very surprising. Uh, I do. I, there are times when this, you just have to go with the flow with Nintendo, and this is absolutely one of those times. So, yeah. Also, I made a prediction. With, I tr okay, when Twitter went down, like right before the Direct, which is just wrong <laughs> can we just talk about that that's just wrong we, we couldn't you know look at wario 64's coverage of the event <laughs> yeah so i i made uh i made some predictions and i was like we're gonna get at least a, a few ports we're probably gonna get some you know at least one or two big first party announcements and then like some stuff we're, we're gonna uh random things will get, will get announced. On Twitter, I tried to be more specific, and I said, we're going to get two big ports, and I, I said, please let it be Kid Icarus Uprising and Zigzag Chronicles X. We got neither of those. <laughs> neither of those two things happened, sadly. No, no. and then, uh, but we got Metroid Prime, which is absolutely a port slash remaster. And yes. then the other one, which I'll get to soon, was just as grand, and I'm very, very happy for it. Uh, but after Prime, we got the Master Detective Archives Rain Code thing. I'm not playing that. I'm not. I um, haven't really. I mean, I, apparently it's just a new trailer. I don't know if it's an actual like if it's an announcement as much as it's just more to the game. Yeah. I haven't been keeping a track of this one nearly as much as I probably could have. Yeah, it's coming out on June 30th. So yeah, and then the uh, other big port that we are getting, which I am so excited for, we're getting Bon Kaitos. <laughs> 
Yes! Yes! Now, we talked about this earlier. We said that it was possible that we were getting it. There was, like, a rumor uh, that we would get Pot and Kytos, and sure enough, we are. We are getting Pot and Kytos 1 and 2 HD Remaster, and I am so excited because I really liked these games when they came out. I did not beat the first one because it had a really hard boss fight that I guess I just wasn't ready for. The The sequel, which was actually a prequel, was... Uh, I was able to beat that, and, uh, you know, it looks fine. Uh, these definitely aren't the prettiest models I've ever seen. <laughs> but... there, there's worse ones in remasters. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think the bigger thing is that I like, just try to improve, like, the world's graphics and everything else. It's, it's not about the models and whatnot. It's like, yeah. Tales, it's like Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, these games were really fun. They got a really deep story. It, the first one had what I feel is, like, one of the best twists in video games and like people just didn't get to experience it because they didn't play the bloody game uh, but a sad thing of many gamecube games that was not smash brothers <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's 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 true um but yeah and then the cards battle system was really clever even if it was a little hard to understand at times especially for me back in those days when i was just like oh yeah i'm, I'm enjoying video games I don't. I don't know about strategy and all of this. <laughs> don't need to care about how to do things. I just want to do things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, these games are really fun, and so they're going to be coming out together on uh, in the summer of this year. So something to look forward to. I will definitely be requesting that. Uh, next up is Fantasy Life I. Okay. I don't know what to say about this one, to be honest. I don't either. <laughs> like it. It's a fantasy game. It's a time travel game. It's weird. Okay. Uh, we'll just skip that because here is another thing that absolutely was a, a shocker. We're getting a new Professor Layton title. Yes. Now, if only we could get Phoenix right. Um, or or <laughs> Layton or Layton Ace Attorney crossover again. I'm not gonna be mad at that. Um, but yes, we are getting Professor Layton and the new world of Steam. No, yeah. not Valve Steam. Like Steam, Steam. Okay, like the like the property. Steampunk, Steam. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a really weird title in the new world of Steam. Okay, um, but yes, it is a new. It is a brand new latent adventure. This is not a port. This is absolutely new. And uh, Nintendo released a, a brief synopsis for it, saying like you know it's, new, it's just a new adventure with latent, new mysteries will abound, blah blah blah. And puzzle solving will of course be back. Um, it's I, a Professor Layton title. <laughs> you, you know what you're getting. Okay? <laughs> you know what you are getting. Uh, I have an interesting history with Professor Layton. Uh, you were not here for this story, so I will, I will regale you and some of our viewers. Okay. Uh, I've only played like two of the titles. I played, um, I think it was the Miracle Mask, and then I played uh, the Professor Layton crossover with uh, Phoenix Wright. And th those games were both incredible. Like, they were very fun titles, and I, I enjoyed them a lot. I see why people like the series so much. I work for a video game PR company called Novi, and when the Miracle Mask was coming out uh, at E3 around that time, uh, we were hired to help build a uh, interactive mystery experience for the game. Was, oh, that's cool! I know, and it was going to end at a restaurant near the E3 area where you could have Professor Layton-themed stuff. Yes, I know. And so, even though I had like only played, I 
bought one of the games so that I could have more information on it. And then I just started cranking out and like looking up various ideas <laughs> for everything. And they really liked it. Like they liked a lot of my ideas and my bosses were actually surprised I was willing to go so far for this. I'm like, this is fun. Like I would kill to do this stuff for real. Like, I mean, like more often I should say. Yeah. Um, but like, that was a really fun experience. And so I have a very dear attachment to this. So I will definitely be getting this game whenever it arrives. We sadly do not have a release date. Might be this year, might be next, who knows. We I just know that they're working on a new Professor Layton, just to be happy. Yeah, and, and honestly, I'm kind of glad they didn't pick up on Catriel, uh, because that was a really weird one. Like, they were doing the Professor Layton thing, and then they weren't. Yeah. Like, they were trying to set up the new mystery, and it just didn't work, in my opinion. And a lot of people didn't really like the game. So, yes, go back to the Professor. No spinoffs needed. <laughs> All right, we're almost there. We're, we're almost there. <laughs> Take a breath. <laughs> They can do this. All right. Next up is the uh, next wave of the booster pass, booster course pass. Okay, that's just a weird name. It's called the booster pass. All right. Also, it's not really about the courses this time. It's about the characters technically, because we're yeah. gonna get, we're gonna get one new course, and it's Yoshi's Island, and then it's a brand new course, like it's absolutely new, and then we're gonna get uh Birdo, and uh that's it. Yep. <laughs> so every other time it's been like it even said like every wave will be eight courses. So unless they just didn't tell us the other seven, you're gonna get one course and Birdo. <laughs> I, I feel like there might be more, but at the same time, I wonder if they just want if they just want to do one absolute new course and then like the rest of the courses are just gonna be like redone versions of older ones. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, and then which we got to that part of the short where they just did the Rolodex. Yep. Yeah. When you when you when you hit the Rolodex, you know you're done. Like, <laughs> that, like that's it. It's over. Uh, and then, finally, and not surprisingly, ladies and gentlemen, we had Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which has sadly been delayed. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, uh, False alarm. No. <laughs> like I, uh, I legit would have lost it. Like, oh, we told you it was it was a hundred days away. We lied. <laughs> 100 days from 100 days yeah so like every one of the social media uh nintendo handles was saying like you know 100 days away until tears of the kingdom and then like no they delayed it <laughs> but uh yes we got a brand new look at the game including hearing the apparent voice of ganondorf spooky yep but uh i'll be i'll admit i was actually a little mixed on this trailer because once again we didn't really get anything. No, not really. Yeah. They're, they're really doing their best to kind of shroud what this game is going to be about. Yeah. Which I don't mind, but at the same time, because, I mean, we know it's going to be a good Zelda game because it's based on the same engine as Breath of the Wild, so yeah. it's going to be a good Zelda game. That it's was... just we don't know what the point of this is. <laughs> yeah, that, that was actually something I noticed. Like, It felt like it wasn't like the highest visual trailer, and I'm like, oh, this is because they're you know, probably just taking the gameplay footage and then porting it into a trailer, which sometimes gets derezzed, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the game looks fine. Uh, we we do. I feel based on what I'm seeing at points that this this is very early footage, and look, I'm basing this on Link's look, and we do get the interpretation that it is Ganon who is back, and which we kind of knew because of the the resurrected skeleton of, with the red hair. Who else has red hair? Like, I don't know. Exactly. It's Gerudo. That's like, that's their thing. <laughs> and the big thing is that 
Apparently, Ganon is so strong now that even Zelda doesn't think Link can win. Like, okay. Like, that's literally her Thanks line. for like, the vote of confidence. She's like, <laughs> like, woman, I saved you after 100 years sleep, and you don't think I could take this guy this time? <laughs> so, uh, we didn't really get uh, as much info. I was really hoping this would be more like a 10-minute thing. And we get like a big, a bigger explanation of the elements, of the gameplay features, of the story, um, but we don't get that. We get teases, like with Link's new arm, which has incredible powers, as we we have ascertained from uh, sorry, ascertained from various <laughs> other things like that massive statue in Japan, which I totally want. Yeah. Um, but we, oh yeah, and Link's gonna have a uh, pimped out new rides. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Link's gonna be able to fly in multiple ways. He's gonna have a car. It's it's gonna be good. And apparently, he is gonna get his arm burned so much that it needs to be replaced with a mechanical one or something. Okay, that's not dark at all. <laughs> so there's not. Again, it just felt like another trailer. And if you recall the last trailer we got for Tears of the Kingdom. It was just as mysterious. I mean, we had the tease of the the new race. We had, you know, the the arm. We had certain other things, but it just didn't feel like something new. Like the biggest thing is that we got Ganon's voice, which is fine. Um, I feel, based on what I saw, that Link's gonna meet this version of Link is gonna meet Hylia. Because we, if you recall that scene where he's reaching out to this person clad in white. Oh, yes. I think that's a reference to Hylia from uh, 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 Skyward Sword. Yes. There's also the section where you hear like the weird voice in the background that makes no sense. And I'm like, Does that, doesn't that sound like Fee and her, her little language that she had? So, uh, yeah, I can see that. I don't know. And then, there's the, and then uh, Nintendo released a special image of Link without a shirt, you know, to for the ladies. And, <laughs> of course. Of course! Like, it's canon that links to ladies, man, alright? <laughs> it's, it's literal canon. But he has these symbols on his body next to his arm. And I'm really curious about that. So, there's just so much we don't know. And even though it was oh so obvious that they were going to end the, the trailer, or sorry, end the direct with this, I was hoping for more. Yeah, I don't blame you. I was hoping to see something more, too. But I am kind of happy we got at least a voice of Ganon. But at the same time, it's just like, I feel like there was a lot more that could have been done in yeah. this trailer. Yeah, and, and this, I guess it's a nitpick, but I would have liked to see Zelda more involved. Like, her, her whole yes. story in Breath of the Wild is, I am trapped a hundred years for been trapped for a hundred years holding Ganon back and we only see her in the memories. Which were awesome. I liked the memories and they were they were they really, really fleshed out Zelda this time around and I really appreciate yes. that. But as we see in the trailer, she falls into like a, a chasm or something and Link fails to save her. Um But I don't want that. I'm tired of, of Zelda being, you know, the thing you rescue. I want Zelda to be, I, I don't say we had to have co-op, but have her be uh, like your Bentley or your 
your, your, your confidant or whatever, or someone who helps you in dungeons in certain sections because you need an extra hand. You know, you've been doing this for so long. Give Zelda a chance. <laughs> Let Zelda have something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look how much of a boss she was in Age of Calamity. Let's have that Zelda again. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I was, especially like the first, like very first trailer of Trails of the Tears of the Kingdom was showing a lot more Zelda focus. So I was hoping that it gave us more of a hint that Zelda might be actually doing something now. No. But this new, the newer trailer is just like, she's barely in it. So it's just like, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what we ha we get for uh, falling for her. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We have made it to the end. That is the end. Like, that was definitively the end. Uh, again, it is Tears of the Kingdom comes out May 12th. Everyone's excited for it. Everyone's going to try and get it. Yay. But let's talk about our grades for the direct. Uh, for me... I felt this was a very safe direct. Yes. There wasn't a lot of first party stuff outside the stuff we already knew, like Kirby and uh, Advance Wars and all that. Uh, Pikmin even wasn't too much of a surprise, although the trailer was very well done in introducing the new Pikmin and Otachi and all that. Yes. Um, but that is the only first party game that we know is coming out in the back half of 2023. I feel that's a mistake. I wanted at least one more thing and yes i know we could probably get another we're likely to get another direct by e3 time even though nintendo's not going to be there so we could get the other revelations then but at this point last year do recall we knew about splatoon we knew about xenoblade we knew about pokemon okay actually pokemon was a few weeks later um but still like in february in general we yes. knew about that. So even if the Pokemon DLC is set for November, which wouldn't surprise me at all, um, that's still only two things in the course of six months. I was hoping for a little bit more. The ports were nice. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be excited for Metroid Prime Remaster. I might get that eventually once I get done with my backlog. Um, but I'm not going to get it right now. Mountain Kaitos I'm excited for, but that's of course in the summer, so I've got time. Uh... What was the other thing? Like Etrian Odyssey. I'm sorry, Scott. That's not that's not for me. I know. Oh, I'm glad you know. You should know. You should know. <laughs> I uh, understand. You bet you better. You better understand. Um you know, there were there were a lot of like safe choices. There were a lot of safe things they, they talked about, like fashion designer. Like, what? Or uh, the the Samba Amigo game. What? Like, okay. And I get it. We're getting to the point where, you know, we can't expect, you know, 2017 or 2022 years for the Switch. We're getting towards the end. But they had time to flesh out this year. And there's so many things that they could have still done that they haven't done for one reason or another. Like an F-Zero, like a Donkey Kong, like a Golden Sun, like a Kid Icarus port. You know, or a Xenoblade Chronicles X port. Mother of freaking God! <laughs> When are we getting X? <laughs> it's literally the last thing. Like, there is no other major Wii U game that has not come to the Switch at this point. All right, because Metroid Prime, you could have said, well, we had the Prime Trilogy on Wii U. Yes, we have. But now we have the original Prime on Switch. So there's nothing else. <laughs> nothing was lost. No. <laughs> it was like, we I need it. Gosh dang you. I mean, they're, they're willing to port 
uh, GameCube games. They're related to port Dreamcast. Okay, I guess Samba Amigo is technically a sequel, but still, they're ready to continue a Dreamcast series that I'm sure very few people will actually remember. And yet, the games that we actually want ported or continued, they're not even touching. Like, really? <laughs> I digress. And then uh, the stuff we did get for like the big, the big things like Pikmin, like Xenoblade. Uh, Xenoblade was great, but still, uh, yeah. we don't we don't have a release date for Wave Four. Uh, Layton was a big one, but they didn't say that was an exclusive to the Switch. I don't know. If we we got like almost no information of that game, other than it's coming. Yeah, which, which for some people will be enough. Like, let's be yeah. honest there. There's a lot of Layton fans out there, and like. It's, I forgot how big the franchise actually was until I wrote an article about it. There were four, uh, there were four DS games, two 3DS games. There was a, a mobile title. Uh, I think there was even an animated series or like an animated movie. I think so. Yeah. So there's there was a there's a lot of Layton. <laughs> a lot a lot of Layton. Oh yeah, Catrail. Forgot about Catrail. Yeah, that also exists. <laughs> that, yes, that also exists with a terrible twist ending. Like. No, like that's a choice you don't want, and 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 now we're never gonna get a payout for it. So ha, uh, <laughs> that's what you get for messing with the formula. <laughs> but and then and then with Tears of the Kingdom, it was just your standard trailer. Like that could have been the first trailer for the game, and it would have had the same impact. It was just, yeah. Like that should have been the first trailer for the game because it felt like we didn't get too much new information. I still don't know much about the gameplay, about the story, and whatever. And yes, I get it. We'll likely get another trailer before the end of uh our wait but i want to know now <laughs> you have no reason you could have cut so much of that you could have trimmed some of these games and like dedicated three minutes four minutes five minutes talking about the actual gameplay or about the arm and you know saying that it's actually ganondorf who's our villain you know there's still so much mystery and that's okay to an extent but we've waited long enough yes so my grade uh, is a B. I'm 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 fair with that because there were some nice announcements. There were some surprises like the shadow drop with Metroid Prime and Layton and uh, the expansion pass content for uh, oh that was another thing. The expansion pass for Splatoon three was something subpar. <laughs> subpar. That's a great word. Um, if they had just said the side order, I would have been fine. But hey, you're gonna pay to go back to Inkopolis. Why? If I, I mean, you could pay to go back to by playing the first one. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go. I'll hook up my my Wii U is still hooked up, baby. I will go and put in Splatoon one. I will do it. Do not threaten me. Uh, but if it wasn't for some of these announcements, I would probably give it a C. Like if they didn't have, uh, let me be generous. If they didn't have Metroid and Botan Kaitos, Layton, uh, I'll throw Xenoblade in there. <laughs> Yeah, that probably would have been a C. So, and, and that was like a combined leveling up to a B. Like, it needed all those things. And uh, even then, I was hesitating. Like, what was the thing that I'm most excited for? And I really couldn't say it for a long time. Because, obviously, I'm, I'm excited for Zelda. Like, that's... <laughs> well, they were going to be excited for Zelda. But are we, because, are we excited because of that trailer? <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I'm really not. I mean, there were some cool things in it. Like, new enemies and new teases. Like, with the powers and maybe meeting Hylia again. But it wasn't enough because they just kept it shrouded in mystery. 
that we, it's been a mystery for years when they would ever freaking come out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've we've been we've we've had enough of mystery. Like screw tears of the kingdom, call it mystery of the kingdom because we, <laughs> we've been waiting for answers. Gosh dang you. So, it wasn't a bad direct, but after all these waiting, all these months of waiting, and all the rumors about what Nintendo would and would not do in 2023, I'm not in a better position to say that this is going to be a fine year because, yes, we did get a good outline for this first six months. Again, uh, engages out, but we got Kirby, we got Octopath, the Ceresa, or sorry, Bandit Origins, uh, uh, Advance Wars is in April, then May we have Zelda. You know that's going to be good. Then July we have we have Pikmin, which was a good thing to round out. But I'm not. I I I have too many questions about what comes after, and the fact that they're not telling us a lot about what comes after worries me, because there was a lot of people saying that oh, Breath, Tears of the Kingdom. I'll say Breath of the Wild again. Gosh dang it. Uh, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom was going to be like the last big Switch game, and I don't want that. That would be absolutely terrible. Yeah, I hope that's not true either. Yeah. So make of this what you will. <laughs> My grade is a B. Scott, how about you? So I actually do agree with the B, though I might add a little B plus to it just because of the Etrian Odyssey collection. Oh, you dang Homer. <laughs> you dang Homer. But I will admit I'm also really intrigued with the Deca Police game. I want to see more of that and to see how that ties into everything of that game. I am excited to get more Professor Layton. I was very shocked to see them just shadow drop Metroid Prime of all things. And I do appreciate getting more information at DLC. And I think actually the most hyped trailer for me was probably Xenoblade Chronicles 3's story yeah. trailer. Rex, what's your workout regimen? Seriously. <laughs> that was just like, there's so much just connected there with the rest of the series, except yeah. for X, of course, because, you know, they forgot X exists. They cl they clearly, <laughs> they clearly have forgotten. Did they just want not to admit it exists? Because that's their dang fault. I love that game. Like, a lot of people love X. Like, there's a reason we wanted to port it over. And I know I'm taking up Scott's time. I don't care. I'm ranting. <laughs> uh, we liked that game. Was it? It was entirely different from the other three entries in the good way. Was it a perfect game? Heck no. But none of these games have been perfect. Not even Zelda Chronicles 3. And I adore that game. All right. Yeah. Every game has its flaws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even Breath of the Wild, which a lot of people did not want to admit. I do not agree that it should have gotten the perfect score. That's but not... Rain. No. <laughs> rain, lightning, breaking weapons. Like, that's enough to get you docked. All right. But, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm excited for that. But, yeah, go continue, please. I'm also excited and to see. Thing. I'm okay, kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> the how the more of the Disney Illusion game pans out. I do agree. I'm not the biggest fan of its art style, but when you're in the actual gameplay, I don't think I mind it as much. It's just when you have the close-up shots, then yes, it does get a little un un unnerving with how they have their character designs. Um, so that's my main reason of why I'm giving it a B plus. I do agree that I wish that we had more info of the second half. Even if it's not a lot of info, just like something to more prod with first party Nintendo. Because I know that they're working on stuff. The thing is, the problem is we don't know if they're working on stuff for the Switch or something else. Yeah, and that, that is the problem. Because another, uh, another one of the rumors that's going around is about when we're going to get the Switch successor. Which, that's Please. fine. Like, this is a good time. Yeah. We're, again, we're, we're just about to start year six, technically. Um, and... 
you got to be you got to be ready for that. You got to be ready for that. And that that's fine. So and for for those who are wondering why I keep saying like year 6 instead of year 7, I I just I count things differently. Okay. <laughs> Happens. Yeah. Like we are in it's year 1, year 2, year, year it doesn't matter. But we're we're in the back half. Like even Nintendo said we're in the back half of the Switch's life, which is fine. So, but they still need to do well with the Switch, especially since just to do really quick news, uh, the Switch is at over 122 million units sold. We're is... piling up there. We're almost getting up to was it PS2 levels? Or... Oh, that's no. Um, <laughs> we're not close to that actually. Okay. <laughs> the Switch, is, the Switch is officially the third best-selling system of all time. That's handhelds and consoles. Yep. Okay. Uh, it is now past the Game Boy. Yeah, Game Boy Color. No, Game Boy. Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy Color. And the PS4, which is still out on the market. Yeah. Like, that was a huge selling console. Like, yes. Even when the PS5 came out. And the Switch is already yes. past that. Um, the only things we have yet to top are the DS and the PS2, which yep. are basically tied for first. I mean, it's like less than a million separates them. Like, that's the truth. But they're in the 150 billion range. Okay. So we still we still got a few years now. <laughs> if, if we're lucky. <laughs> so yeah also nintendo said that a lot of people are actually double dipping when it comes to their switches like they got the first one and then they bought the oled for themselves or whatever yeah i can see that i, see that. <laughs> I, I was tempted to do it but it, it it wasn't an improvement outside of you know, a slightly better screen better audio etc etc so uh but they they nintendo still needs to cater for lack of a better term to the fans that are still with the Switch, owning the Switch, and are anticipating what's coming next. Because, let's be honest here, Nintendo is not the best when it comes to having consistently great platforms. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. let's, here, let's, let's do the timeline. NES changed the game, brought it back to America, God bless. SNES, all-time classic. We owe so much to the SNES. Yes. S64 was great. All right. I know. It, I know. A lot of people are going to discs. The PS One is better. And blah 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 blah. N sixty four changed a lot of things. It gave us Smash Brothers, Super Mario three D, uh, World, uh, Ocarina of Time, so many great stuff. GameCube was suddenly a step back. Let's just be honest. All right, and, and the, the sales show that. All right, it was. It had memorable games, but it was the wrong kind of. Did. <laughs> Nintendo took it, playing, it missed. Those discs were so weird. It was, it was. I was afraid of breaking them. Every time yeah. I had to switch that disc, I'm like, please don't break, please don't break, please don't break. Uh, then there was the Wii. All-time high. Yeah. Like, legit. Great. Then there was Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> All-time low. Outside of Virtual Boy. And then now we have the Switch, so we're back up. So we're we're on a, we're on a peaks and valleys curve right here. All right, it literally goes high N64, low GameCube, high Wii, high, low Wii U, high Switch. So I don't want to go low again, but I can't deny that that's a possibility. <laughs> All right, that's just the truth. So yeah, it's it's definitely possible. So that's and why I just hope I, that they don't. Yeah, and that's focus I, so much on the innovation that they kind of forget to make it a good console. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's that. A, calling it the Wii U was a terrible idea. Yes. Like, and some of them, people will say, wait a minute, they have the NES and the SNES. Like, yeah, but the SNES stands for Super Nintendo. So, <laughs> like, it was the Super Wii. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or the Mega Wii. <laughs> or Wii a lot. No. Uh. <laughs> 
So like th that was clear, and it was 8-bit to 16-bit. So the graphical difference was like leagues ahead. They could show that through the console versus the Wii U, which is like wasn't. And so they they do not need to have a Switch 2 or whatever association they need to make. They need to keep what the Switch had, take it to the next level, and name it entirely something else. So, but until that point, we need to have games on the Switch to keep us gamers happy. And right now, we're covered to July-ish, and that's worrying, because I want to know more about the back half. I want to know what I'll be playing during the holiday season, because right now, I don't have anything, and that's bad. I need something, Nintendo! <laughs> I <Yeah>. need entertainment! <laughs> Are you not entertained? No! I don't know what's coming out in August through December. You will wait for another Nintendo Direct, but no, that's not the question. The question is, am I entertained? I am not entertained, Maximus. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, we took a lot of time about on the Nintendo Direct, which is typical for our show. So we're going to rush right into our main event, because it's time to settle it in splat. Okay, so we're actually going to do things a little different this time around. We're not going to debate about the upcoming Splatfest of dark chocolate versus milk chocolate versus white chocolate. Hey, we don't have three people here. Thanks, guys. Uh, you know who you are, Keith. <laughs> uh, but also, me and Scott are like, we're all team milk chocolate. Yes. It's not even close. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> so we're going to spend like the next 10 minutes talking about why milk chocolate is superior. <laughs> That's I'm... entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the real peak. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this, is, this is peak debate right here. We're not even going to have debate. the debate. We're just going to admit that one is better than the others. What could go wrong? <laughs> All right. So why is milk chocolate the best? A, it's just the best taste. It is. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice uh, mixture of, like, sweetness. Yeah. Uh, milk chocolate is, I, I don't know if I can actually back this up. But it's the most abundant of the chocolates. Can we, do you think we can agree on that? I mean, probably most, is. I mean, yeah. it's definitely the one you can find the most of. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying uh, uh, we aren't saying technically that dark chocolate or white chocolate is bad. We know some of you like it. I've already seen plenty of tweets about dark chocolate and white chocolate once the Splatfest got announced. But it it definitely is for an uh, it's an acquired taste or you have to have a selective kind of taste to truly enjoy it versus milk chocolate it's chocolate you don't even call it milk chocolate you just call it chocolate cuz it's the one you most associate with the word it's the one you find in chocolate chips chocolate bars chocolate fudge you know it's it's the chocolate when you say i want something chocolatey that's the kind you get. It's milk chocolate. You get chocolate ice cream. It's milk chocolate. It's not dark chocolate. It's not white. Oh my god, white chocolate ice cream? Is that a thing? I think it is. Oh my god, I'm looking that up. <laughs> white. This is this is right there. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is top tier reporting. I want to know if there is white chocolate ice cream. There is. Oh my god. <laughs> People. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are. There is a market of white chocolate. I yeah. just feel like the the market for milk chocolate is slightly higher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, there's a brand called Magnum. It's it's Magnum white chocolate vanilla ice cream tub. 
So they have vanilla mixed with white chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a. I'm. A, I'm. There's a recipes where you can make white chocolate and raspberry ice cream. That might not be too bad. That doesn't sound that bad, actually. Yeah. Now, some of you think, like, what, what, where's your, why do you have an aversion, Todd? Well, my mother, who is an excellent cook, she has this del absolutely to die for dessert called uh, uh, chocolate eggs. But it's not just chocolate eggs. There's chocolate covering, and then on the inside is peanut butter. And she shapes it like eggs, drenches them in chocolate, and then freezes them. And then once you let them thaw, they are, like, an absolutely to die for a snack. She's made it in the milk chocolate version. And then the white chocolate version. So naturally, I eat the regular milk chocolate version all the gosh dang time. But then I one day I realized, oh my gosh, there's an improportionate amount of white chocolate in milk <laughs> chocolate. I don't want mom to think I don't like her cooking, so I'm going to have the white chocolate. It just didn't taste good. <laughs> you chose wrong. <laughs> I cho you chose poorly. Now, ironically, I brought those uh, eggs to work. At, well, I used to work at a hospital. Um, yeah, then I had my surgery license revoked, apparently, like, taking out a person's heart while it was still beating is a bad thing, you know? I was practicing my Mortal yeah. Kombat technique. Like, you live yeah. and you learn. <laughs> <laughs> I lived, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I, I worked in a, a different department, but, uh, could you imagine me as, as a surgeon? My hair would have to be, like, in the biggest, like, hairnet ever to make sure it didn't go into the body. Um, <laughs> or I'd have to cut my hair, which is even worse. But no, I uh, I would I would deliver the eggs, and there was one person who always loved them with the white chocolate, and so I I would always go to them and say, hey, I have the white chocolate eggs if you want them, and they go, oh, thank you, Todd, and then other people would try them and go, oh, I don't want the white chocolate, I'm like yeah, I know, I'm with you, so and then dark chocolate I I have had, I will eat, I will if if I have a choice between a dark chocolate and nothing, I'll take the dark chocolate, like I'll, I'll happily eat that, but there's just something about the flavor, it's fine. But it's not like, oh, I need to pop a bunch of these. You know, I can eat one and be happy. Like, okay, that was good. Yeah, dark chocolate's fine. Yeah, dark chocolate's a little too bitter for me. But I do like having it with other stuff. I just that I just need, like, nuts or something. Otherwise, I just can't have it. Interesting. Yeah. But so, that's why I like milk chocolate. Because I can have milk chocolate with, like, almost anything. And it's yeah. still it's something I want to have more of. <laughs> yeah, it's... Again, it's all about taste and preference, and we just happen to be one of the millions and millions <laughs> that like milk chocolate over everything else. And that's our story, and we're sticking to it. So, too bad. Plus peanut butter and milk chocolate. <laughs> oh, well, I just, I just mentioned the peanut butter eggs, so like, there, there's your proof. Now, yeah. one thing I was actually interested in, and I, I really was curious about this, curious about this when they first announced the Splatfest, I wanted to know what the difference was between milk chocolate, white chocolate, and dark chocolate in terms of like its actual composition. So let me let me uh let me relook that up. What is the difference? There you go. Between white chocolate and dark chocolate. Okay. Dark chocolate contains little to no milk. Yep. And is mostly comprised of cocoa solids. Yep. Which is interesting. <laughs> And then obviously milk chocolate is the chocolate with the milk, which is why it has that very sweet taste. White chocolate actually doesn't contain any cocoa solids. So hold on, let me, uh, uh okay, sorry. White chocolate has more fat, milk, and sugar as a creamy, buttery, milky taste with no real taste of chocolate at all. 
Yeah, it's it's weird. Some people will debate even calling it white chocolate because it doesn't really have chocolate in it. Yeah, here's another one. It says white chocolate is rather the opposite of dark chocolate as it contains no cocoa powder at all. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Dark dark chocolate is like pure cocoa. White chocolate is absolutely no cocoa, and milk chocolate is cocoa. A good milk. balance. <laughs> cocoa and milk. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, there it is. Okay. Uh, white. It does not contain choco. Co- choco. Chocobo. It doesn't contain. It does not contain a chocobo. Thank God. <laughs> Thank goodness. I didn't think I was going to eat those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, birds of a feather. Uh, instead, <laughs> it has sugar, milk, and a small quality, quantity of cocoa butter. There it is. It's cocoa butter, not cocoa solids. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, I, I'm not a cook as much as my mother, but I would have just assumed, this is why you never assume, I guess, It's that it was just like how you prepare it. Yeah, you know, kind of like how like you can cook potatoes a different way to make them mashed, baked, or French fries. Yeah, it's why potato chips and French fries aren't the same thing, even if they're all potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> like no joke, my mom used to tell me, Todd, if you like French fries, you like mashed potatoes. No, it's not the same. It's literally not the same. <laughs> it's like close to being the same. So, I I find that fascinating. Uh, it's one of those things that you don't think about until you really wonder. And you have to look it up. And now I feel more enlightened. I know now what the difference is between white chocolate, dark chocolate, and milk chocolate. And it only enforces the fact that milk chocolate is the best. That is the appropriate balance yeah, of milk the, and chocolate. <laughs> only thing that matters. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, again, the Splatfest starts tomorrow. And it'll go all all weekend. Although I doubt many of you will be playing it on Sunday because that's the Super Bowl. Actually, it should end right before the Super Bowl starts. So you actually you're covered on that front. So <laughs> go go go! This is the one time where I don't want you to go to the dark side. I want you to go to the milky side. <laughs> but not like the color of milk. That's that's the white chocolate. All right, we're going. We want the milky goodness side. All right, so. Go, go join Team Milk Chocolate. Do what must be done. Let's win this Splatfest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Will, we need you back, please. <laughs> There's a sentence I never thought I'd say. Uh, and with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Let us know what you thought about the Nintendo Direct. What were your highlights? What were your lowlights? What do you think that could have been cut? What should have been there that wasn't? Do you think the next Nintendo Direct will cover fully what we could expect in 2023 and then start in uh, 2024 and uh, what side are you taking in the Splatfest? Let us know in the comments below. So for Skullkit Scott, I am Triforce Town. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level, so raise the flag! <laughs>